And it's hard. I mean, things like this interview are very hard. She graduated in May of 2005, uh, and three weeks later, he killed her. So right, it's completely counterintuitive that somebody's going to be murdered by a boyfriend when they seem like they're studying hard, interviewing, getting a job, you know, taking off in life. And at one point I said, well, how's everything going? And I remember one of the comments was, well, you know, there's some issues. It's not the perfect relationship. It's very prevalent. It's just something that's, it's kind of a, what some people would call icky or some people will call a crime of embarrassment. You have to do the best job possible with schools and at home to try to get as much information out. And I think the more the information's in school or in the media, those types of places where it's kind of seems a little served up in a little more of an objective way, not some contrived way where a parent's trying to tell you a horror story and say, and see, that could happen to you too. It's kind of a story of a family in it who are trying very hard to do what seems like the right thing to do. After this did happen, talking with our friends, it was pretty much constant, you know, always checking up on her. Where are you? What are you doing? Which are a lot of the warning signs. There are a lot of people who know about our story that are now on the alert, and they know how to take little fractional pieces of warning signs, and they act on things. If, if you're a teenager and your boyfriend hurts you, about the last people you're going to go to are your parents. Because what are they going to do? You're not going to see that guy, or your dad's going to want to go see that guy. I mean, that's a disaster. If your boyfriend hurts you, you're not going to go to the police. This is your boyfriend. So you're not going to really want to go to anybody. So you're kind of on your own. So you don't have coping skills. You're a young person. I mean, you've got a real nightmare on your hands with this type of thing. And it just gets worse. I mean, it's not going to be like a few bad times and then it just stops. I'm Bill Mitchell. And this is When Dating Hurts, a podcast dedicated to my daughter, Kristen, and all women taken from us before their time by the epidemic known as dating violence. Kristen graduated from college in May 2005. Three weeks later, she was murdered by her ex-boyfriend on June 3rd, 2005. I knew nothing about dating violence back then, but I have put a concentrated effort into learning all I could. I wanted to know why women are abused and why they are sometimes murdered in what are supposed to be romantic relationships. I wanted to be confident enough to speak out about dating violence, to not only speak in public about what happened to Kristen, but to be able to explain how it could have been avoided. That meant I needed to seek out domestic violence experts and learn all I could from those who assist women who have been abused and victimized. I wanted to know the warning signs in great detail the red flags that indicate a relationship is potentially dangerous. I didn't want what happened to Kristen to happen to other women and their families. At present, I have given well over 100 speeches and interviews, locally, regionally, and nationally. I have been told the information I have dispensed has improved many lives and has actually saved a few. Five years ago, I began to write a book to tell Kristen's story and our family's journey. When Dating Hurts was published this year after five years of research, interviews, and a return to all of my notes from over 15 years. I wanted the reader to know all my family had experienced and had learned. I wanted readers to walk with me through every important moment I had experienced 
so they would do everything imaginable to avoid being in a similar nightmare. I wanted them to know that dating violence is real. It happens. It happens everywhere, in every city, town, community, not just in depressed neighborhoods. It goes on equally everywhere. So what can you do to either keep dating violence away from your family or to know when it's present? You have to believe it can happen. You have to know what it is, what it looks like, and acts like. Awareness and education are the key. One in three women will suffer serious physical violence in their lifetimes at the hands of an intimate partner. Imagine one in three women you see every day, and typically this happens between the ages of 16 and 24. That could be your daughter, your niece, your neighbor, someone's college roommate, maybe even you. But dating violence can happen to anyone at any age. The ninth grade high schooler, the 31-year-old working in a high-tech company, the 49-year-old divorcee. My book, When Dating Hurts, tells Kristen's story with the hope that you promise yourself, I will never let this happen to me or to the people I care about in my life. Everything you need to know is in When Dating Hurts, which is available only at Amazon. And now I am creating the When Dating Hurts podcast, where I will have the space to let you hear from many who appear in the book like authorities in domestic violence and law enforcement professionals, parents of both victims and survivors, and actual survivors themselves. I want you to know everything you need so you can protect your family and friends and yourself. The When Dating Hurts book and this When Dating Hurts podcast are aimed to make lives safer. Thank you for listening and subscribing.